Hey, what's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Fantasy Fellow Show. I am your host, The Fellow KGB. You can follow me on Twitter at The Fellow KGB. And it is Thursday evening, 6 o'clock. We got a really good uh, Thursday night football game here. Cardinals at Seahawks. There might be a little bit of rain going on there right now. Hopefully that is done by the time the game kicks off. But anyways, we're going to be going in to my week 11 start sit charts we're going to go over some of the practice reports we'll look at some of the fantasy points allowed to each position to identify the plus matchups that we want to be identifying and then i think i'm going to first start because there is some interesting news and just some player notes and stuff that i kind of want to get out of the way so that we can be kind of watching these things for tomorrow so i'm just going to hop into a screen share here and there's a couple of news blurbs here. Uh, the one that caught my eye the most was probably Teddy Bridgewater. He's probably not playing this weekend. It sounded like they were going to have backup quarterbacks PJ Walker and Will Greer kind of take the, the reps with the ones this week. So we really don't even know who the starter is. I would bank on it maybe being PJ Walker this weekend, which is going to make me downgrade all of my Carolina receivers. And my, I still think Mike Davis is probably a running back too, but we'll probably talk about that in a little bit later in the show. Clyde Edwards-Alaire was held out of practice with an illness today. We'll be interesting to see if he practices tomorrow, but that's not a good sign. They also had uh, uh, Daryl Williams not practice today. So Le'Veon Bell and Darwin Thompson were the only two healthy backs today. This is something to monitor tomorrow and maybe Saturday. It's not COVID-related. Otherwise, they would have put him on the COVID list. So maybe he, they just held him out with a sore throat or a cough or whatever it was. So something to keep an eye on there. Uh, Cam Akers, there's a little bit of buzz for him, hopefully getting more touches. It's a tough draw against Tampa Bay. We're probably not going to want to start him, but we'll talk about him uh, tomorrow night show. So we'll look at that. Sammy Watkins is going to be uh, practicing hopefully tomorrow as well. But it looks like he was downgraded yesterday from full to limited. So we'll see about that. That's never a good sign when you're coming back from an injury. But we'll see if he can practice tomorrow and maybe go on Sunday Night Football. I'm um, just looking around here. The Eagles signed Jordan Howard. Carlos Hyde is going to be the lead back tonight with DJ Dallas and Bo Scarborough. Uh, looks like we got a question in here from our guy, Stephen Drakes. What's going on, man? Thanks for hanging out tonight. So are you comfortable starting Drake and Kirk tonight full PPR? And how do you feel about Duke Johnson? I always appreciate your advice. I appreciate you hanging out and asking questions. Thank you for your time. And yes, I think I'm pretty comfortable with uh, Kenyon Drake and Christian Kirk. It should be a game where... I mean, we look at the, what happened last time. It was 37 to 34 final. They were throwing the ball a lot. Both defenses are not very good against the pass. I would expect Seattle's really hungry for a win, so they're going to try to put up points. They know their defense isn't good, so that really makes me like the Arizona Cardinals, and I would bet you're probably going to see at least three touchdowns from each team on both sides, and then maybe one of those falls in for Kenyon Drake. Maybe he gets a couple catches, but I like his chances to rack up maybe 15 to 20 touches in this one and uh, hopefully get a shot at the end zone. And Christian Kirk did score the two touchdowns against Seattle back in Week 7, so it wouldn't surprise me if he finds himself in the end zone as well. And Seattle's without their starting two cornerbacks. I think it's Quentin Dunbar and Shaq Griffin. Both guys are going to be out tonight, so who really knows what to expect from Seattle secondary. It should be a pretty good night for the passing side on Arizona. And then Duke Johnson. I think we're going to be talking about Duke Johnson in a little bit here. I think I got that game in the noon slate. Just looking down here. So we'll talk about the Eagles Browns. We'll get to the Falcons Saints, Bengals and Washington, Lions Panthers, Steelers Jaguars, Titans Ravens, Patriots and Texans. So here's your Duke Johnson going up against the New England Patriots. It looks like the Patriots are kind of middle of the road against running backs in PPR, about 23.4. And I'm just kind of curious. Let's just take a look and see what some of the, the running backs that the Patriots have been allowing points to. Uh, there's a lot of a lot of good buzz in this game for it being kind of like a running game. So we could see both running backs try to look to, to get their ground games going here. 
So like we said, the Patriots are pretty good. I mean, they're, they're pretty much average against the running back here. I'm just kind of curious to see what kind of running backs have been sticking out against them. So last week, Gus Edwards, 8.3. Frank Gore, 7.9. Zach Moss put up a 20. That was with two touchdowns on the ground. Jeff Wilson snuck in, I think, two or three touchdowns in that one uh, for 32 points. Philip Lindley, 10. Clyde Edwards, about 12.1. So I'm kind of seeing a pretty safe floor here for Duke Johnson. I mean, at worst case scenario, it's going to be 7 to 8, but I would feel pretty good, you know, somewhere maybe in this 10 to 19 range. That wouldn't surprise me to see him. And if I mean, if he gets a touchdown, he'll be probably looking at almost 19, 20 points. So I do like uh, Duke Johnson in this one against the Patriots. Thanks for your question, Stephen. Uh, we got another one from our guy Claudio here. Would you trade Christian McCaffrey and Joe Mixon for Derrick Henry and Austin Eckler? Full PPR, 8-12, to 12, locked for playoffs. I mean, at this point, I'm getting nervous about Joe Mixon. He's still not practicing with that foot injury. Their team's not really going anywhere. So, it, I mean, it, does it make sense for them to bring him back this year and give him full workloads? I really don't know. So I'm a little bit nervous about Joe Mixon. Same thing with Christian McCaffrey, who's probably not going to play next week. And week 13, they do have a bye. So you wouldn't probably get Christian McCaffrey until week 14. And if you're 8-2, and two, that probably means you're in good track for a first-round bye, which means week 15 is probably the weekend you're going to be needing some of these guys. So let's just quick take a look at the Tennessee Titans schedule um, for week 15. I want to say they play Green Bay week 15 or 16 here, which Derrick Henry going up against Green Bay, that sounds that sounds pretty good to me. So week 17, week 16. So you're going to have Derrick Henry for the championship. Derrick Henry against the Lions and then the Jaguars. Oh, baby. So you're telling me playoff schedule for Derrick Henry and the Titans. Jaguars, Lions, Packers. I like that very much. And then let's just quick check out the the schedule for the San Diego Chargers, the Los Angeles Chargers here. I know they've had a pretty good schedule uh, for the most part this season. But weeks 14 through 16, the weeks we care about, you're looking at the Falcons, you're looking at the Raiders, and you're looking at the Broncos. Um, I don't mind these games for Austin Eckler if he can come back healthy. I think he's maybe a week or two away. So I kind of, as good as Christian McCaffrey and Mixon are, they're just not doing anything for us. They're on losing teams, whereas Derrick Henry is going to be trying to make the playoffs. Austin Eckler, you know, they kind of want to see what he looks like with, with Justin Herbert. So I, I'm kind of leaning Derrick Henry, just especially because of that schedule. And if because you can kind of afford to do it and wait, uh, I think that might be the way to go here. And I mean, if Christian McCaffrey, I mean, we got Teddy Bridgewater injured. We'll talk about him in a little bit with his MCL injury. He's probably not playing up until after the bye week. So Carolina's season's looking like it's pretty much in flux right now. And same with the Cincinnati Bengals. So I'm a little bit uh, nervous about both Panthers and uh, Bengals players at this point. Although, I mean, I still like the Bengals passing weapons, but I'm a little bit nervous about, uh, you know, the top running back maybe not being needed as much down the stretch here. Looks like we got another question real quick from Keegan McLean. Gurley or Giovanni Bernard? So we've seen two straight days of no Joe Mixon today or this week. Let's see here with the back-to-back -back not practicing here with the foot injury. I'm assuming he would have to somehow get a limited day in tomorrow for him to even think about playing. So it's probably going to be Giovanni Bernard. Uh, let's just take a look quick at the schedule here. Where are we? Can't remember who the Bengals play this weekend. So where are we? So the Bengals going up against Washington. Washington's actually a pretty good team against the running backs. They allow about 21.3 PPR points. So it's going to be Giovanni Bernard, who should have a safe floor in PPR leagues. But then you've got Todd Gurley going up against the Saints. And the Saints are also a pretty good run defense as well. Where are my Saints and my Falcons on this list? There we go. So I have Todd Gurley as a running back too. Saints are one of the best teams against the running back. So they're both pretty tough matchups. I think I'm going to lean towards Todd Gurley just because 
I mean, if you ask me who's got a better chance to score a touchdown, it's probably Todd Gurley. We've seen him, you know, towards the top of the touchdown boards this year. So I think at the moment I would lean Todd Gurley. We'll monitor that Joe Mixon status, but Falcons are playing pretty good. They're coming off a bye week. They're healthy. Todd Gurley's healthy and rested, and he's been playing pretty well. So I think I would I would trust Todd Gurley. Atlanta's looking actually a little bit decent right now in offense. So I think that's how I would lean. Uh, but I totally get it if you want to play the safe Giovanni Bernard points. Uh, but again, it's a really tough matchup. Uh, going up against Washington football team. They have a really good front seven, really good pass rush here. That might actually you know, mean more quick passes to Giovanni Bernard. Uh, but again, both Washington and Saints are pretty tough defenses here. So now that we kind of got some of that stuff out of the way, we're going to start going over. Uh, we'll start with the first game at the top here. So I did cover the Thursday night football game last night. If you guys have any questions on that, we can fire those away and I'll get to those. Uh, but the first game on the slate here is going to be Philadelphia Eagles and the Cleveland Browns. This should be a really fun game here. Browns are six and three. There's a there's nine teams in the AFC that are six or three or better. So the Browns they they can't afford to lose any ground. The Eagles they're maintaining a half game lead in the NFC least. So it's it's going to be a fun one at the noon slate here. Let's just quick check out the practice reports for Philadelphia. Philadelphia is getting a little bit healthier, so I'm I'm getting excited about this. JJ Arthega Whiteside. Uh, on the COVID list, so no backup receiver for them. Corey Clement also on the COVID list, uh, defensive end here on the COVID list as well. But overall, this is a pretty healthy fantasy you know, practice report for the Philadelphia Eagles, so nothing really concerns me here. And then if we quick choke, go check out the Cleveland Brown side of things, let's see here, anybody. Jarvis Landry, he's been kind of on and off the injury report all season, but he looks like he's practicing in full, so that's pretty nice to see there. We got uh, really no other offensive pieces here to worry about, so it looks like we're getting two healthy teams here, Browns and the Eagles here. Looking at the fantasy points allowed here, both teams, green lights against the tight ends. So I'm going to like Dallas Goddard a lot. I'm going to like Austin Hooper a lot. Both guys can be streamed and probably have really good odds to be top 10 tight ends this week. So I think if you can uh, afford to get these guys in your lineup, please do so. Both teams are pretty good against the running backs. Eagles about 21 points, Browns about 21 and a half. And uh, we're probably not benching Miles Sanders. You'd have to have a really stacked running back core. So I see Miles Sanders as a running back one, probably an RB2 floor. And then you got Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. I like both running backs in this one. That ru Cleveland runs the ball, you know, just as much as anybody in the league. So I think you're going to continue to see this Nick Chubb-Kareem Hunt split because the Eagles do have a good defensive line pass rush. We might see them try to throw the ball a little bit more to Kareem Hunt. So I still think Start your running backs and uh, just kind of roll with the tough matchups and whatever happens, happens. But definitely target these tight end positions. And then the Cleveland Browns are pretty weak here against the wide receiver. They allow over 42 PPR points to the wide receivers. So I kind of like, I'm, I'm a big fan of Jalen Reger right now. And then also, if you have Travis Fulgham, I'm not super excited to get Fulgham in my lineup. He did kind of struggle last weekend. Uh, just looking at my opportunity report real quick from last week. I believe it was Jalen Reger who led the Eagles in uh, wide receiver um, target. So you like to see that. He also led the Eagles, I guess, Fulgham and uh, Reger both had 59 snaps, but Reger gets seven targets to Fulgham's five, four catches, 47 yards for Reger, one for eight for Fulgham. So it's looking like, I, I think I'm going to feel more comfortable starting Jalen Reger. And this could be the game where he finally finds himself, you know, in one of the big breakout rookie receiver games. So I'm into Jalen Reger, probably not looking into Greg Ward, Alshon Jeffrey, uh, but again, Dallas Goddard played 93% snaps last weekend. Six targets, four for 33. I can see Dallas Goddard kind of racking up some catches there. Uh, but again, the Browns, 
kind of a nice defense to pick on in the secondary. Both teams are kind of middle of the pack against quarterbacks, so I just have Wentz and Baker Mayfield as quarterback twos. But overall, I'm expecting good things for Jarvis Landry. I know the Eagles are kind of middle of the road against um, the, the wide receiver here, but there could be some good potential for like a, a solid wide receiver three-day out of him. So I can't really tell you guys to like confidently start one of the defenses. I think the Browns defense could frustrate Carson Wentz and maybe bring him down a couple times for some turnovers. Don't really know if I trust the Eagles defense because I just think the Browns are going to be able to run the ball at them and kind of stay on the field consistently. Uh, and then we just got a bunch of guys here to monitor on the bench, but Zach Ertz, he's been practicing this week. He's probably going to be back next week. I would be surprised if he plays uh, this one, but just something to keep an eye on there. So let's move on to the Falcons and the Saints here. We're going to check the practice reports real quick on these guys, starting with Atlanta. They're coming off a bye, and it's looking like our boy Calvin Ridley, limited at practice. Uh, some of the reporters that I did follow on Twitter said that he looked a lot better today than yesterday, so he's trending in the right direction. Hopefully he gets another limited or even a full practice tomorrow. Uh, but other than that, pretty – I mean, there's just some banged-up offensive linemen here. Uh, we got a couple guys with an illness, a couple questionables here. But overall, I think the Atlanta Falcons offense could be a good spot this week. Looking at the Saints side real quick, Drew Brees, of course, has been listed out already. And then we got a huge list of questionable guys. The only ones that we're really worrying about here is Alvin Kamara not practicing today with a foot injury. So this is really something to keep an eye on here. He was limited yesterday, did not practice today. So if somehow Latavius Murray is sitting on your waiver wire, he might be worth a stash right now. We'll see about tomorrow. Maybe this was just kind of a precautionary thing for Alvin Kamara. But this is a game where they should be able to beat Atlanta. They should be able to run the ball if it is Latavius Murray. So I'm super interested, interested to see Kamara's participation tomorrow. So keep an eye on for that. If you can add Latavius Murray, please do. And then uh, just Traquan Smith, Dwayne Washington, nothing really for fantasy there. So let's take a look at the fantasy points allowed here. So, of course, everyone knows the Falcons defense is pretty good to play players against for fantasy football. So they're dead last against the quarterbacks, dead last against the tight ends, 30th against the wide receivers. So because they are – this is basically a funnel defense – you know, they're so bad in the secondary, allow so many points through the air that teams, you know, they, they don't really need to run the ball on them. So they are sixth against the run. But again, quarterbacks, receivers, tight ends, a uh, really good spot here. I don't really know how much we're going to like the Saints offense with Winston and Taysom Hill. So we'll get to that in a second here. But on the Saints side, very strong against the running backs. We'll talk about Todd Gurley in a second here. But again, the Saints really bad against the tight end. So we're going to like Hayden Hurst in this one, uh, middle of the road here against the wide receiver. So that's okay for our guys, Julio and Calvin Ridley. So we're starting these guys anyways. I do think Matt Ryan can be a quarterback one. The Saints are, they're, they're decent against the quarterback, but if you can get 18 points out of Matt Ryan, you're pretty happy there. So we like Matt Ryan, Julio Jones, and Calvin Ridley and Hayden Hurst for sure. And I guess the real question right now is going to be what happens with Todd Gurley. So let's just kind of take a look quick. Uh, I'm curious to see what some of the running backs have been doing against the New Orleans Saints lately. So they are, again, one of the better teams defending the running backs in PPR leagues. So the last few games here, I mean, they kind of destroyed the 49ers. McKinnon only 5.6. Leonard Fournette had some PPR bonuses there, 10.1. David Montgomery, 12.5 and 8.6 for Mike Davis. So they haven't really been playing some top-notch running backs the last four games. But before that, you see Justin Jackson had a nice day through the air in PPR leagues. DeAndre Swift, 15.2. Aaron Jones, 16.6. Josh Jacobs, 13.5. And 10.2 for Ronald Jones. I would expect a number in somewhere in this range for our guy Todd Gurley in this one. He should be okay. 
uh, for an RB2 kind of, you know, situation. So I do like Todd Gurley there. Leave him in. Not really interested in the defense or any of these guys on the bench here. On the Saints side of things, Jameis Winston's probably going to be the starting quarterback. I would imagine he probably, you know, plays 90% of the snaps in this one. They might put Taysom Hill back there a little bit more. If you do have Taysom Hill, who's tight end eligible, I'm open to him being a tight end one this weekend. Uh, but I think, I mean, in the leagues that I did add him, I'm probably just going to let him sit on my bench and see what happens with this game for maybe the next week. But something definitely to keep an eye on. Do they unleash Jameis Winston? I'm going to have to add a question mark here next to Alvin Kamara's name if he doesn't practice tomorrow. So I'm probably going to be moving Latavius, Latavius Murray up to a flex no matter what, because if Kamara's kind of dinged up with the foot already, they might just go ahead and, and lean into Latavius Murray and get him, you know, 10 to 15 touches in this one on Sunday. So I do like... Kamara, if he plays, I like Latavius Murray as a flex with, no matter what. If Kamara is out, I think Murray moves up to a running back, too, a really strong running back, too, at that one, too. Uh, and then, of course, you're playing Michael Thomas. He should be the primary read for Jameis Winston, and we'll see what happens there. But besides that, I don't know if I can trust Jared Cook, Emmanuel Sanders, Traquan Smith. Again, he has the illness here, but I'm probably not really – I mean, Jared Cook got zero last weekend. Manuel Sanders had one catch for like five yards, so not really inspiring much confidence in this one. So I don't know. I think the Falcons can be pesky if Alvin Kamara is not going to be playing in this one. I think it could be a pretty good day for the Atlanta Falcons. So something to keep an eye on there with Kamara and that situation for him. Moving on to the Cincinnati Bengals and the Washington football team. I probably got to move Mixon down to out now and put Giovanni Bernard up to running back too. Now that he hasn't practiced today, but looking quick at the fantasy points allowed, you got uh, some green lights here on the Cincinnati Bengals side here. Pretty, pretty bad against the quarterbacks, wide receivers, and they're very bad against tight ends. They rank 31st here, about 16 and a half points. The running backs, they allow about 22, so that's not the worst here, but they do have a 13th ranking there. On the Washington side of things, we see the red lights here. So they're strong against quarterbacks, strong against the running backs, and then very strong against wide receivers. And then against tight end, that's where you can kind of get to them. That should have been a green light there at 14 and a half points. So I'm thinking um, Drew Sample, if you're desperate at tight end and you need something there, maybe he's kind of the guy. But I think we need to limit all of our numbers here for the Cincinnati Bengals. If there is one guy to have a day, it's probably T. Higgins. I'm going to leave him here as a flex. I did want to pull up the practice reports real quick because I noticed T. Higgins did not practice today. So he's questionable with an illness. Uh, he wasn't on the report yesterday. But maybe he just came down with a cough or some kind of little little symptom here, and they just held him out of practice today. So we'll see if he's back tomorrow. But, again, no practice for T. Higgins. Uh, that's something to keep an eye on going forward. A.J. Green, full practice. Joe Mixon, again, back-to-back, -back, no practice days. Uh, but from pretty much else fantasy football-wise, that's pretty much the names that we're going to need to know about. And then on the Washington football side of things, let's see here. Pretty healthy on offense here, just Dontrell Inman not practicing. So everybody else is going to be good to go for the Washington football team. I'm actually, Washington should win this game. I think you're starting Alex Smith as a super flex quarterback too. You're starting Antonio Gibson and J.D. McKissick as RB2s in PPR leagues for sure. Terry McLaurin's got wide receiver one upside this week. And then I think Logan Thomas here because the Bengals, one of the worst teams against the tight end. So I'm pretty open to our guy Logan Thomas here continuing to be uh, useful with Alex Smith. Uh, probably good idea to maybe start the Washington defense in this one. The Bengals do allow a good amount of sacks. 
a lot of good pressure there. You see all the red defensive marks here. And, I mean, if Joe Mixon's out, T. Higgins might be out in this one. with something to monitor here. The Bengals might be kind of limp uh, on Sunday here. So I'm a big fan of the Washington defense. And just some names to monitor here. Cam Sims, Steven Sims, some good backup receivers if Dontrell Inman's not going to play. On the Bengals side, I just think Joe Burrow, just a quarterback tune super flex. We're not going to trust him for QB1 leagues. I'm going to move Joe Mixon down here probably to the bench. We're going to put Giovanni Bernard here. Probably going to put Giovanni Bernard as a flex. I don't feel great about him as my RB2 this weekend just because Washington, they allow about 20 points to the running backs. you got to think they've been kind of mixing in some of the uh, the other running backs here, whether it's uh, Samaje Pirine, and then they did have another running back kind of sneak into the, the snaps last weekend. So uh, Travion Williams down here got five snaps. Samaje Pirine, 16 snaps. So if Giovanni Bernard is going to get about 60-70% of the touches here, you got to think he's got a good chance for double-digit PPR days. Again, this was a tough matchup against the Steelers. He did catch – he caught four of his seven targets, uh, but not a very good day here. That's only, what, 5.7 and then add three. That's an eight-point day. So he's got, a, he's got a really low floor here of eight to ten points. We'll see if they can get a little bit more things going against Washington football team. Uh, Tyler Boyd, you're probably leaving Tyler Boyd in your lineup at least as a wide receiver three. If T. Higgins plays, we're going to leave him in as a flex. If T. Higgins is out, I'm I'm still probably not trusting uh, any of these guys like A.J. Green, Auden Tate. Um, not a very exciting day for the Cincinnati Bengals, I think, on offense. So I'm probably rolling with my Washington Redskins here. The Washington football team, my bad. So we'll see what happens there. But let's move on here to the Lions and the Panthers. I do have the news here about DeAndre Swift. He was held out with a concussion today. I don't know if this happened uh, in the game this last weekend or if this happened maybe yesterday, this morning at practice. Nobody really knows when it occurred, but the, he was held out of practice today because of a concussion. Let's pull up those practice reports for the Lions real quick because they do have a very interesting practice report this week. A lot of big names on this practice report. So Matthew Stafford did not practice yesterday, limited in today with his, uh, his strained thumb on his throwing hand. So that's a good sign there. Hopefully he gets another day in tomorrow. Again, DeAndre Swift, no practice today with a concussion. You got Marvin Jones back to limited today after missing yesterday. So that's good. He's questionable with the knee. Kenny Galladay, this is not a good uh, pathway here. He did not practice today on Thursday. He was limited yesterday. So we need something out of him tomorrow to feel good about him playing this weekend. Uh, looks like Danny Amendola, back-to-back, -back, no practices, so he's probably trending towards doubtful in this one. Um, Jamal Agnew's healthy, so I guess that's something for the receivers, but quarterback dinged up, wide receiver dinged up, running backs dinged up, TJ Hawkinson's limited with a toe injury. This whole offense, man, is getting it's making me nervous here. So let's first just attack this, um, this Lions-Panthers fantasy points allowed here. So I'm looking at the, the fantasy points allowed for the quarterback. Both teams are good against quarterback. P.J. Walker is probably starting for the, for the Carolina Panthers, so I don't know if we trust that. But the, Matt Stafford, if he plays, I think he can be a quarterback two, quarterback one option for you. The Lions in the Panthers are both terrible against the running backs here. So this really sucks if DeAndre Swift can't play. If Swift is out, you're probably going to start Adrian Peterson as a running back two. And then I might even be interested in carrying on Johnson as a running back three flex you know in a ppr league because he should be the primary pass catching back so that's something to keep an eye on with deandre swift both teams are kind of middle of the road against receivers panthers are, are generous against the tight end lines a little bit more stingy there looks like we got a question real quick in the chat room from our guy spencer route should i be trying to trade joe mixon i'm getting really scared it's a season ending yeah man I'm, i was talking about that earlier in the show we had some comments on joe mixon and potential trades 
And I just, they don't really have much to, you know, to be playing for this year. They did just pay him a good amount for his new contract. You know, at what, at this point, what, what does it benefit the team to get him back in there and potentially get hurt again? If he, if he's going to be out for like another week or two, and someone can, you know, take him in the trade. I think that's worth doing it. It really depends if you are if you're in good shape with your team right now, or you need wins now. I, I, we can't really be waiting on Joe Mixon right now, especially if I mean if they lose this weekend and another weekend, and they only got two or three wins, you know, headed into week 14, 15, 16, you know, the fantasy playoffs. I just I don't know if we're gonna trust Joe Mixon to get a full workload. So I'm kind of out on Joe Mixon. Uh, if you can get good return for him, I think it would be a wise idea to to look into. So thanks for the question, Spencer. Uh, but back to this Lions and Panthers game. We had a lot of green matchups here, but both teams are just dinged up, man. We know Christian McCaffrey's out. I'm assuming Teddy Bridgewater's not going to play. So you got P.J. Walker, the likely starter here. They did say that Will Greer and P.J. Walker split reps with the ones this week. But again, when Teddy's been out for the couple times so far this year, they put P.J. in there as his immediate replacement. So let's assume P.J. Walker's in there. He's probably going to keep at least one of his receivers afloat for fantasy football, but it's going to make DJ Moore, Robbie Anderson, and Curtis Samuel all pretty risky. We do like the matchup here. The Lions do allow almost, I mean, both teams allow a little over 19 points to the quarterbacks here. So I think we are in good shape for a decent outing for PJ Walker. So I think he can be a quarterback too. I think Matt Stafford can be a QB too. And hey, what's up, Fabian? Thanks for hanging out, man. Of course, I remember you. A lot of good questions the other night. So thanks for having, uh, for hanging out again tonight. We're just going over the lines and the Panthers right now. I'm very nervous for all of my Panthers receivers. I think if you can use DJ Moore, Robbie Anderson in a wide receiver three flex and just kind of lower your expectations, I think that's a wise move. I don't know. I'm probably going to put a question mark here next to Curtis Samuel. I don't know if I trust him in my lineup this weekend. But as far as the Panthers go, I think they're going to try to get Mike Davis the ball as much as they can. P.J. Walker is probably going to be, you know, just looking at maybe 25 throws in this one. And he's probably going to just pepper D.J. Moore and Robbie Anderson with targets. So this could be a good thing for the offense. P.J. Walker does offer some fantasy points with his legs. So I'm kind of interested to see how this new Panthers offense looks with P.J. Walker. And again, on the Lions side, all the receivers are dinged up. Kenny Galladay, no practice today. Marvin Jones got a limited in today. So we're going to want, I, I, this, this sucks. I should probably revisit this at least tomorrow night after we see the practice reports here, but I'm assuming no DeAndre Swift. I'm assuming Kenny Galladay is probably not going to play. Marvin Jones is trending in the right direction. Danny Amendola is probably not going to play. This is probably going to be a very heavy running back. Adrian Peterson carry on Johnson today. So I'm very nervous about this game. This one had a lot of potential if everyone was healthy, but at the moment right now, not looking like the best noon game to be keeping an eye on. So it uh, looks like we got a question from our guy here, Fabian. Should we trade Jimmy Graham and a healthy Joe Mixon for Jonu Smith and Todd Gurley? We need RB this week. Swift is probably out, and the rest of my RBs are injured. Uh, at this point, I think, I mean, Jonu Smith is, is a pretty good player to have the rest of the season. I was looking at the Tennessee Titans schedule the rest of the way, and we, we kind of, it was looking pretty good. So let me just pull that back up here for you. I mean, 10 points, everyone, if you don't have Travis Kelsey or like Darren Waller, everyone's kind of in the same boat for tight ends. So I, for me, I personally would rather have Jonu Smith attached to Ryan Tannehill versus Jimmy Graham and whoever their quarterback is going to be the rest of the season. But as far as Jonu Smith and the Titans, they play weeks 14. This is, this is the time of year where I'm starting to look forward to the fantasy playoffs. So weeks 14 through 16, the uh, the Titans play Jacksonville, they play Detroit, and they play Green Bay. So these are some very good defenses for them to 
I guess these are some poor defenses for them to rack up some fantasy points here. So I think this could be a good option for John o. Smith the rest of the way. And then since we're talking Todd Gurley here, uh, Todd Gurley is coming off the bye week. I like Todd Gurley this weekend, at least to get some touches. Uh, I'm just curious what he's been doing the last few weeks. And then we'll take a quick look at the Falcons schedule. So Todd Gurley, I mean, you know, he's not what he used to be, but the thing that we like about Gurley is he's going to get the volume. He's almost guaranteed double digit fantasy points. He's only been 9.7 and 6.1. Um, so I'm a big fan of getting Todd Gurley for the stretch here. The Falcons are actually playing some decent football right now. Uh, I want to pull up the Falcons schedule real quick. And I'm just curious who they're going to be playing weeks 14, 15 and 16. Uh, but I guess importantly, you're going to start him this weekend against the Saints no matter what. They play the Raiders, they play the Saints again, and then weeks 14, 15, and 16, you're going to see the Chargers. Uh, they can take advantage of that defense. The Buccaneers might be a little bit of a tough test, and then the Chiefs, you can run on the Chiefs, so I'm not too scared of that one. Uh, but the Falcons right now, they're playing for their pride, they're playing for their coach. I, I don't mind investing into Todd Gurley here. So I think if you can get that deal, I think it's an upgrade at both positions because I just, I'm, I'm everyone, Joe Mixon's kind of been the hot topic of this, uh, this show tonight. So I think a lot of people are, you're jumping ship from Joe Mixon. So I think I'm okay with that option there for your trade, but let's move on to the, uh, Pittsburgh Steelers, the undefeated Pittsburgh Steelers and the Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, we'll get to the fantasy points allowed here in a second. I just want to look at the practice reports. We'll start with Jacksonville here. So for fantasy assets, we're looking at LaVisca Chenault down here, not practicing again with a hamstring. He's trending likely out this week. James Robinson popped up on the report yesterday with a shoulder. He's been limited the last two days, so, so they're probably just kind of taking it easy with him. I'm assuming he's going to play. We're going to keep using him as a fringe running back one RB2. Uh, looks like backup Divino Zigbo is limited. Quarterback Gardner Minshew is probably out again as well. They already have him listed as out. And then just some backup receivers here. Um, Colin Johnson limited with a hamstring, Tyler Eifert, uh, looks like that's just kind of a uh, veterans day rest there. So pretty much the Jaguars are healthy. It's nice to see DJ Chark, not on the injury report. So we're going to like him, uh, going up against the Steelers here. And then on the Pittsburgh side of things, let's look here. Trey Edmonds, backup running back, not practicing Anthony McFarland. Don't know what his injury is, but he's practicing Jalen Samuels, not practicing with a quad. Uh, so just a little bit weaker at RB depth here and Juju Smith Schuster. This has been Juju's pretty much path all season long. Not going to practice on Wednesdays, full practices on Thursday. So don't worry about this Wednesday, not practice stuff. And Ben Roethlisberger's back. So the Steelers are in very good health here. Good to see uh, everyone ro rolling there, but let's look at the fantasy points allowed here. So of course the Steelers, one of the best defenses here you see the four red matchups here they're the fourth best against quarterbacks number one against running backs and tight ends and the one spot you can kind of take advantage of these guys is going to be the Steelers or the Steelers wide receivers here so they allow about 40 wide receiver points in PPR league so I do like DJ Chark we'll think about Keelan Cole in a second here uh looks like we got one quick question from Fabian uh yes Tyler Lockett is in tonight he might be limited a little bit so I think you still have to play him no matter what unless you have some crazy stud to, pl to plug in there for him so the expectation is he will play um I still believe that he's got a really good ch uh, chance at racking up some points and some PPR points so I think Tyler Lockett should be okay he's maybe just not going to play a full workload maybe they work in David Moore a little bit to kind of keep him healthy uh, but the expectation is Tyler Lockett should be full go for tonight. But back to the Steelers here, the one spot that they do allow fantasy points is to the wide receivers. So I'm into I'm into DJ Chark as a wide receiver three for sure. Make sure to get him on your team this week. And if you need the wide receiver help, Keelan Cole did some nice things last weekend against Green Bay. So I do like Keelan Cole as a flex. 
on the Jaguar side of things, everything's green. Steelers are 9-0. We're going to start pretty much all of our Steelers this week. So Ben Roethlisberger, fire him up as a quarterback one. James Conner has been disappointing the last few games, but we're going to still keep him in there as a running back two. He needs to get something done in this one. Otherwise, we'll have some questions uh, the rest of the season here. Juju Smith-Schuster, Chase Claypool, Deontay Johnson, get all the receivers in. Eric Ebron becomes a really good spot start as a tight end one streamer as well. You're starting the Pittsburgh defense. This one's just coming up all green for the Pittsburgh Steelers here. And then on the Jaguars side of things, Jake Luton will see how we can handle the pressure from the Steelers front seven. I still think we're starting James Robinson. We're going to limit our expectations just a little bit. Uh, but I did notice that, I mean, you think about the Jaguars and how they've been running their offense all season. Basically, they gave, they're, they're just going to give James Robinson about 90% of their touches and their points anyways. So if you look quick at the fantasy points allowed by the Steelers, they're the number one team against the running back. They do allow about 17.7 PPR points here, but they do allow a pretty decent high floor here. And we do know that James Robinson gets pretty much everything for the Jaguars. So I think on a low end here, he's looking at no, no less than eight points. You see the 7.7 from Kareem Hunt, 8.9 from Ezekiel Elliott, and 8.7 from Giovanni Bernard. I do think we could see a pretty good game from James Robinson. He had two touchdowns called back against Green Bay last weekend, so maybe they try to make sure he gets one in this week. Uh, so I'm not scared to get James Robinson in my lineup. Uh, DJ Chark, again, I like Chark. I like Keelan Cole as a, maybe a flex play. No defense for me. Uh, we talked about LaVisca Chenault probably being out in this one as well. So Chris Conley, we'll see what he can do. I'm not starting him, but it's just something to keep an eye on there. Uh, but for the most part, Steelers looking to keep the undefeated season going alive here. And we're going to talk about the Titans and Ravens here quick. Um, we got our, our boy Fabian here saying we, we traded Junian Lamb for Henderson. And uh, so that's Daryl Henderson and thinking of picking up Jacoby Myers and Curtis Samuel off the waiver wire. Uh, yeah, man, get Curtis, uh, get Jacoby Myers if you can. I think he's one of the best receivers to be picking up at the moment right now. He's to me, he's kind of the alpha receiver for Cam Newton. He's the clear go to target. He's been over double digits, I think, in three of the last four games here. He's got a pretty good matchup against Houston, too. So I do. I really think Jacoby Myers should be on your team if he's available. I think it's a really good move. Um, so the Titans and the Ravens here, both teams at six and three, and they're both fringe playoff teams right now. I think the Ravens hold the final seventh seed here, uh, but the loser of this team, man, or the loser of this game is going to have uh, quite an uphill battle the rest of the season. Let's just first look at the injury reports here. We'll start with Tennessee. So Tennessee, of course, coming off that bad loss to the Colts here. Uh, A.J. Brown not practicing with a knee injury. We'll see about what happens tomorrow, but he is questionable. Uh, Corey Davis got a full practice in today, so no concerns there. Adam Humphrey still not practicing with a concussion issue. Um, but then for the most part, uh, the fantasy offense people are going to be okay. And then on Baltimore's side of things, let's see what they got brewing here. We got Mark Ingram not practicing with a non-injury. That's probably just a veteran's day off for him, so he's okay. Uh, and then the rest of the offense looks pretty fine here. So let's just quick look and see the fantasy points allowed to the positions here. The Titans have three green lights. Uh, they allow a good amount of points to the quarterback, so you're going to like Lamar Jackson. They allow a good amount of points to the running backs as well. So we'll talk about those options in a little bit here. And then against the receivers, they are the second worst team against receivers. So Willie Sneed, Marquise Brown, both these guys can be options for us this week as wide receiver threes. And then as far as the tight ends, Titans give up 13 and a half points. Mark Andrews is probably going to be the leading guy as far as targets, I would think, in this one. Um, so I think... 
we're gonna we're gonna really like our Ravens options in this one. I think this is probably gonna be one of the best offensive days that they have of the season here. And uh, yeah, Fabian, we got Johnny Smith. He's uh, he's not on the injury report or anything, so that's a good sign. Uh, he should. I mean, he had that ankle injury, you know, the last maybe middle of the last month here. But again, he's completely healed on that. He's he's practicing in full, so everything's lighting up good for our guy Johnny Smith here. As far as the Ravens defense, they are. Uh, top 10 here against the quarterbacks, about 17 points here. So we're going to think Ryan Tannehill can be a quarterback too in super flex leagues. Uh, the Ravens are a little bit average here against the running back, 22.6. They did let Damian Harris kind of just walk all over them. Uh, they the, the way the Patriots offense is set up, they were able to run left with Damian Harris a lot last Monday night. So I think you could see Derrick Henry have a pretty nice day. The Ravens against the wide receivers are pretty stout. So we'll see about A.J. Brown. We'll see about Corey Davis. And then the Ravens against the tight end, about 12.12 or 12.2 points. So I still think Johnny Smith is going to be serviceable as a tight end one streamer. And then I guess let's just look at these start-sit charts here. So you're starting Lamar Jackson. I have a good vibe again for the Ravens this week. We'll see if they can kind of look like they've, you know, like they did last year with Lamar in his MVP season. As far as tight end, I love Mark Andrews this week. Nick Boyle was the backup tight end who was lost for the season. And Nick Boyle was actually the starting tight end. He was the guy that got more snaps than Mark Andrews. He was their best blocking tight end. And so now you're looking at an unleashed Mark Andrews. So I think Mark Andrews is going to show us again why we took him so high in drafts this season. So make sure you get him in your lineup. And then Willie Sneeds, the guy that's been coming on lately for uh, Lamar Jackson here. I think Willie Sneeds actually a better play than Marquise Brown at this point. We did note here that the Titans are the second worst team against the wide receivers in PPR leagues. So I do think there's room for Snead and Marquise Brown to both have good games. Uh, but you think about the Titans, like they're, they are very vulnerable against all positions here. So it wouldn't surprise me if Marquise Brown gets a big play. Willie Snead kind of gets his four to five targets to put up a decent wide receiver three floor. And then at running back, what do we do here? Because it's getting frustrating here. We got three running backs all jockeying for the same playing time. And last week with Mark Ingram's first game back, Mark Ingram, uh, I guess we'll start with J.K. Dobbins. Dobbins led the way with 29 snaps, Mark Ingram 17, Gus Edwards with 15, um, J.K. with five attempts, Mark Ingram five carries, and Gus Edwards gets seven. So they like to run the ball with Gus Edwards the most. He was the most productive, seven for 42. And then as far as targets, they all got two targets here. But as the season goes on, I'm, I'm just more curious to see if they're going to keep giving J.K. Dobbins more opportunities. I have him listed as a flex, but I don't feel great about it. It's a really good matchup going up against the Titans. We just saw, I mean, we just saw Naheem Hines had a, his career game against the Titans here. And the guy that best fits that mold is going to be J.K. Dobbins. So I think if you had to play one Ravens running back, to me, it's going to be J.K. Dobbins. Maybe Gus Edwards falls into the end zone here. But for the most part, I'm trying to get Ravens back into my lineup this weekend. If not, we really can't trust them anymore going forward and then on the titan side of things ryan Tannehill is going to be a quarterback too for us derrick henry we're starting him for sure we did say that aj brown not practicing on thursday we'll see if he can go uh tomorrow on friday here but this is definitely something to keep an eye on Corey davis was a full practice participant today so i kind of like Corey davis as a wide receiver three flex can't really trust any of the other options here besides john smith so i just want to quick take a look and see what we got last weekend out of our Titans going up. I mean, the Titans played a really good uh, Indianapolis Colts team and the offense did not look good. Ryan Tannehill only 147 yards, one touchdown. Derrick Henry still got the hundred yards, but AJ Brown dropped a touchdown one for 21. Corey Davis had a solid PPR floor day five for 67. So if this is worst case scenario for the Titans, I think you can continue to start AJ Brown, Corey Davis 
and Johnny Smith down here with those six targets. So I think um, we're going to continue to roll with our guys here. But as far as the noon games, this is probably the marquee one here that I'm going to be watching the most. We'll move on here to the Patriots and the Texans. We got Stephen Drakes here with another question real quick. Would you play Kirk over Chark in full PPR? Uh, I, I suppose I'm, I'm a believer in following the numbers here, and we do know that the Seattle Seahawks are the worst team against the wide receivers, and it's not close. And we do have success already this year with Christian Kirk going up against the Seattle Seahawks. But you see here, Seattle Seahawks giving up 57.4 PPR points to the wide receivers. They've allowed, I mean, just look at the yards here. No team has allowed over 2,000 yards, and the Seahawks are up here at 2,428. So they've allowed essentially 500 more yards than the next closest team. They're allowing 13 touchdowns, and there's only two teams that have allowed more. And then as far as fantasy points here, the closest team to fantasy points per game is going to be the Titans, and they have an 11-point lead on that. So I think I'm going to fall into – and then you also have to think about Christian Kirk is attached to Kyler Murray, who's last I checked is playing pretty good. And you got DJ Chark, who's attached to the sixth round quarterback named Jake Luton. Uh, I just, I think everything's lighting up green for me towards the Arizona Cardinals and Christian Kirk. So I think that's where I would roll uh, with the Knights game. And then I guess we got this really good game here, Patriots and the Texans. I think this is our last noon game that we're going to cover here. I'm going about 40 minutes here, so I'll probably hang out. If you guys got more questions, I'm going to cover this game, and then I'm probably going to start getting ready for the Thursday night football game. But Patriots and Texans, let's quick look at the practice reports. Uh, we'll start with New England in this one. We'll just look at the fantasy options here. Damian Harris, questionable with an ankle injury. I'm not really sure what that is. They did just end up playing pretty recently, so this might just be being cautious with their best running back. And then as far as fantasy assets, everyone else is in really good shape here. So this, that's looking pretty good for the Patriots. And then on the Houston side, we're looking at Duke Johnson, questionable with an illness. He did not practice yesterday, but he was limited today. So I'm feeling pretty good about Duke Johnson playing in this one. And then really just Kenny Stills, limited here with a back injury. Everyone else looks pretty good here for the Texans. So I think we're in good. We're in a good spot here. Uh, we got a quick question from our guy, Connor Nero, 15. Do I start Carlos Hyde over Juju? Man, I'm, I'm rolling with Juju in the full PPR. I know Carlos Hyde's probably getting the starting spot tonight, but they're still going to probably work in DJ Dallas. And then they might even see what Bo Scarborough can do for a little bit tonight. But I mean, Juju, Juju's got the cupcake matchup against the Jaguars. Big Ben's rolling right now. I think I'm going to roll with Juju Smith-Schuster in that one. Got another question real quick from Billy Foster. Should we start Antonio Brown, uh, Justin Jefferson, or Mike Williams, or Sammy Watkins? So I'm not starting Sammy Watkins for sure. He kind of he practiced yesterday, but he couldn't practice today. So it looks like his calf might have flared up. So we can cross probably Watkins off this list for sure. We do like Mike Williams going up against the Jets this weekend. So I'm into that. I'm not sure I'm into Antonio Brown. It should be a tough – I mean, the Rams have a pretty tough pass defense. If we look real quick at this. Uh, I'm just looking at fantasy points allowed to the wide receivers position. The Rams are the number one team in allowing, uh, you know, not allowing fantasy points. So on a PPR basis, they only allow 26.7 PPR points. And we know the Bucks have Mike Evans. They got Chris Godwin, Antonio Brown. You divide that by three. I just don't really see a high ceiling for Antonio Brown, but he could have a nice PPR floor, I suppose. And then as far as the Vikings and Justin Jefferson, I'm trying to remember who the Vikings play this week real quick. They do play in the afternoon slate against the Cowboys. So this is a really good spot for Justin Jefferson. I mean, if you if you were able to watch the game against the Chicago Bears, I think at this point we have to we have to start Justin Jefferson every week. So I think with this question, Billy, I'm gonna go with Justin Jefferson in this one. He's just looking so good, super high ceiling. And we're not scared of the Cowboys at this one. This one's in Minnesota too. 
but the Cowboys allowing almost 43 PPR points to the wide receivers. I, I would I would try to get Justin Jefferson in my lineup right now. He's got a super high ceiling. He's playing good football, and I think that's where I would roll with. So thanks for the question, Billy. Thanks for the question, Connor. Stephen Drake's hanging out. We got Fabian hanging out. Spencer, a lot of cool guys hanging out tonight. Thank you for your time. But we're just going to finish up our thoughts real quick on the Patriots and the Texans. Looks like both sides are pretty healthy coming into this one. And then as far as fantasy points allowed here, the Patriots defense, still a pretty tough defense here. They're the fifth best against quarterbacks, 12th best against wide receivers, pretty good against tight ends, only 8.1 points to the tight end. So we can cross the Texans tight ends off the board. We know the Patriots tight ends aren't useful. So no tight ends in this one. As far as the receivers, the Texans do allow a quite a bit of fantasy points to the to the wide receiver, about 39 points per game here. This number to me is all about Jacoby Myers. He's the only receiver that I'm going to trust in this one with Cam Newton. He's been playing some really good football the last couple of weekends. He's got a top five. I think he's the third highest ranked uh, wide receiver uh, in pro football focuses ratings right now. So I'm rolling with Jacoby Myers. If he's on your waiver wire, snatch him up, plug him in, and uh, enjoy the game against the Texans. He's going to get targets. He's probably going to get a really good chance to score a touchdown on this one too. As far as the running backs here, the Patriots have been – they've been getting ran on this year. We just saw last last weekend we saw the Ravens kind of have a little bit of success against them. Uh, but before that, if we just really quick, I just want, I'm just curious to see some of the running backs that have had success against New England. Um, where is the Patriots? Middle of the road here. So we're going to have Duke Johnson going up against the New England Patriots. I'm just curious to see some of the running backs that have had good games we were talking about this earlier, but Miles Gaskin is kind of in the mold of a Duke Johnson. I would say Clyde Edwards a little bit with his scat back abilities. Got Philip Lindsay. You know, we got some running backs here that have at least had 10-point floors here. So I do like Duke Johnson to at least get, you know, a 10-point floor in PPR leagues. You're starting Will Fuller. You're starting Brandon Cooks. I think at this point, those guys are pretty much locked plays. And then because of the, the cornerbacks here, Patriots are decent against the wide receiver. Maybe the, the outside cornerbacks, you know, kind of limit Will Fuller and Cooks, and maybe it's a Cobb day, but I'm going to just put a question mark next to Randall Cobb. But for the most part, I think I'm rolling with Watson. Duke Johnson as a running back, too, in PPR leagues. Continue to start Will Fuller and get Brandon Cooks in your lineup as the wide receiver three. Uh, but for the most part, this is a really simple fantasy evaluation. Cam Newton's got quarterback one potential this week. Damian Harris, I'm going to get him going as a running back two. Like we said here, the Texans very bad against the, the running backs here. They're the 30th worst, 31.1 points. We could see Damian Harris rack up another 20 touches. And then Rex Burkhead's been playing some good football in PPR leagues. I think he can be an RB2 for us this week, but nobody else really worth, worth a trust here. Demir Bird, James White, Sony Michelle, Nikhil Harry, not really trusting it. So that's going to do it for the, the noon games. We're going to cover the rest of the afternoon games tomorrow night, same time, 6 o'clock. So I'm just going to kind of look at the chat room real quick and see if we got any more questions. Looks like we got uh, Satish Nepal here. Uh, Carlos Hyde or Chase Edmonds? Ooh, that's, that's a really tough one. I do think Carlos Hyde's going to end up seeing the field a little bit more here. If it's PPR League, I do like Chase Edmonds' upside. Um Man, that's tough. That's a really tough question because I think both guys should have a good game tonight for at least 10-point PPR points. I think I'm going to roll with Carlos Hyde just because we know Chris Carson's out. They didn't call up Alex Collins. So the only guys behind Carlos Hyde are going to be DJ Dallas, who didn't get a lot of run last week, and then they did call up Bo Scarborough. So I think if anyone's going to score a touchdown for the Seahawks running backs, it's going to be Carlos Hyde. And then with Edmonds, you're just banking on some PPR points, which he's been pretty – he's been their best one of their best receivers – so I do think there's upside in both guys, but I guess it's do you feel comfortable risking it with Hyde for the touchdown or do you want to just take the safe PPR points with Chase Edmonds? 
And yeah, man, thanks for the subscription. I appreciate it. Trying to hit 100 subscribers this, uh, before Thanksgiving. That was my goal before the season starts. So I appreciate it. Thanks for hanging out with me tonight, guys. Uh, we got Justin in the chat room asking, is Alvin playing? So Alvin with the foot. We were talking about Alvin Kamara earlier in the show when we covered the Saints game. He did not practice today. So limited yesterday with a foot injury, downgraded to did not practice today. That's got me very nervous. So I, at this point, if he's not practicing with a foot injury, I have to think, even if he plays, I don't expect him to get a full workload. So I think, I mean, you guys should be checking your waiver wires for Latavius Murray. They're going up against Atlanta. They should be able to control Atlanta. So I would, I would, it would make sense to me to see them want to run the ball with Latavius Murray, keep Alvin Kamara healthy, just get him some limited touches and get him in space. So this is definitely, uh, as far as injury reports in practice days, Friday is the most important day. You need to get at least a limited participation into play for Sunday, I think. So tomorrow is a really crucial day for Alvin Kamara. But either way, I think I'm, I'm, I'm very interested at this point in our guy Latavius Murray. So getting James Conner and DJ Moore for giving up Hunt. Um, getting James Conner and DJ Moore for giving up Hunt. Is that a trade there, Justin, for you? Let me just look real quick. We got uh, one more question here. So Crowder, uh, Jamison Crowder, Amari Cooper, Giovanni Bernard, Le'Veon Bell start two PPR. So uh, the hard part about this is Le'Veon Bell. The Chiefs did have Clyde Edwards-Elair mispractice today with an illness. So if if Clyde Edwards is going to be out in this one, I do think Le'Veon Bell would probably be one of my favorites to get into this. For If we're starting two in PPR, I think Le'Veon Bell could be the guy. You got Jamison Crowder going up against uh, who did the Jets play? The Jets play against the Chargers. The Chargers have been kind of generous against the wide receivers. Actually, they've been stingy against the wide receivers. So everything else is lighting up green here. So I'm probably not a big fan of Jamison Crowder. If you want the kind of safe PPR points, I think that could be it. Uh, and then Amari Cooper here going up against uh, the Cowboys play. Who did they play here? Cowboys Vikings. So this is a really good spot for Amari Cooper. He's going to be back with Andy Dalton. And if you remember... Uh, we had what a two game sample with Andy Dalton. I think Amari Cooper was probably the best receiver there. And if you look at the Vikings here, 29th against the wide receivers, about 43.2 points allowed here. So I think for me, Amari Cooper is the clear cut. I'm starting him for sure. And then we're going to monitor Clyde Edwards' uh, participation. If no Clyde Edwards, I kind of like Le'Veon Bell going up against the, the Raiders there. Uh, and then I think Crowder and Geo, those are going to be your pivots. If, if you just want to get like a safe, you know, eight to 10 points at least, I think those guys there. But uh, definitely Cooper for sure. If Clyde Edwards is out, I'm probably going to play Bell. Uh, but otherwise, I kind of like Crowder and Geo the same there for, say, PPR floor, floor. So thank you for the question there, guys. And then we're going on about 50 minutes here. If anyone has any more questions, I can uh, I can hit those in the, the chat room here. We got one from Billy Foster. Actually, we got a couple of them. Who's better this weekend, Balage or Ahmed? I kind of like uh, Kalen Balage here going up against his former team, the Jets. Uh, let's just pull up those charts real quick here. So the god dang Jets. Uh, the Jets and the Chargers, you got Kalen Balaj here. I have him ranked as a running back, too. The Jets, everything on their defense lights up green. Uh, the coach has already said some good things about Kalen Balaj wanting to get him more involved and that he's kind of the guy at going forward right now. So I think I'm falling into the Balaj points here. And then as far as the Miami Dolphins, uh, the Broncos are decent against the running back, about 24 points here. But I think I'm just going to roll with the better matchup. The Chargers should be able to win this game and uh, kind of establish the run here. So I think I'm going Balaj in that one there it looks like uh yeah big Kenyon drake tonight we got i've had a lot of Kenyon drake questions from you guys this week so we'll see what he can do uh, i'm looking for varun uh vendanthian here we got a super flex position ppr tom brady or alex smith 
Um, so Tom Brady going up against the Los Angeles Rams. It's a tough matchup. And we did kind of highlight, I was uh, at the beginning of the show, I covered the noon games and I was kind of talking up the Washington football team. So Tom Brady, the problem is he's got the upside to throw three or four touchdowns, even rush for a touchdown. Uh, and then in some games here, he kind of goes the complete opposite and ends up, you know, really crap in the bed for us. So this is a really tough matchup. I, I'm kind of nervous about the fantasy points in this game on Monday Night Football. The Buccaneers allow about 16 quarterback points. The Rams, the third best team against quarterback, only 14 points here. So if we quick go look at the Washington football team going up against the Cincinnati Bengals, I mean, everything for the Bengals is a pretty good spot here. So the Bengals allowing almost 20 points here to the quarterback. I think I'm going to trust Alex Smith. He's got Antonio Gibson, J.D. McKissick getting a ton of points here. Terry McLaurin's got a really good matchup. Logan Thomas, I think I'm going to fall into Alex Smith over Tom Brady in this one. So we got one more question here. Uh, Washington D or the Rams D. I'm going I'm going with the – I think I'm all in on Washington this weekend. We did see Joe Mixon's probably not playing. T. Higgins is already questionable because he's on the illness report right now. So the Cincinnati's just kind of banged up. They just kind of got taken to the woodshed against the Steelers last weekend. And I do think Washington football team should be able to get to the pass rush or should be able to pass rush Joe Burrow pretty well. So I'm kind of rolling with uh, the Washington football team here. So um, – Let's see here. Any other questions on this list here? So the question is trade James Conner and more for Kareem Hunt. Um, so Justin, who, who are your, I guess I'm curious, who are your backup running backs and who are I, I need to see your running back depth and your wide receiver depth to evaluate that. Cause if you're selling James Conner and more for Hunt, that means you should probably have some good wide receivers if you're dumping DJ Moore. And then, I mean, at this point it's, it's a pretty good upgrade uh, for, for Hunt over Connor. I think at this point, James Connor's just been kind of frustrating. They do have a good schedule the rest of the way, but it's just getting a little uh, frustrating for the for the Steelers there. So we got one quick one here from Garrett Pepin. Do I start Antonio Brown and Godwin or do I swap one of them out for Hyde tonight? I think I would I think I would try to get Carlos Hyde in the lineup tonight over Antonio Brown and then you can make the Godwin over A B decision. Uh, down the road here. But Carlos Hyde, it's looking pretty good for him as, in terms of snaps. I think he's going to be able to, to probably rush for a touchdown on this one. And they did not call up Alex Collins. So I'm interested in uh, in getting and Hyde in there because he's probably going to be looking at 70% of the snaps. He did score a touchdown against the Cardinals back in week seven. So I think I'm into Carlos Hyde tonight. And then you can probably play Chris Godwin uh, on Monday Night Football here. So we're getting, oh, okay, I got this. So I'm getting more in Connor for Hunt. Okay. Um, I think, yeah, I think that's a good play. We're, we're probably only going to see uh, the snap shares for Chubb and Kareem Hunt. The gap's going to widen. Last weekend, Nick Chubb actually was second in snaps to Kareem Hunt. But as the, the weather gets colder, the Cleveland Browns want to run the football here. And as you saw, Nick Chubb closed the game out for uh, the Cleveland Browns here. So Kareem Hunt ended up with 19 carries, Nick Chubb 19 carries, and then the four to one targets here. But I do think as the season goes on here, we're going to see more Nick Chubb, a little bit less of Kareem Hunt. So I do think uh, Kareem Hunt still has an RB2 floor, you know, RB2 flex kind of floor. But if you're getting uh, James Conner, kind of the same value there, and then you're getting DJ Moore, who could be plugged in as a wide receiver three, I think you're in good shape there. So you have Alvin Kamara, uh, Kareem Hunt, Wayne Gallman, Gio, and uh, Le'Veon Bell. And then at wide receivers, you got Amari Cooper. Antonio Brown, Jameson Crowder, DJ Chark, and Chris. Hmm. Interesting. I almost just based on your depth here at receiver and running back. I don't know if you need to make this deal. I mean, it depends. I mean, are you a fan of the Steelers and you just want to get James Conner or you do like the Panthers and DJ Moore? 
Uh, I mean, at, I think at this point for your running backs, you're probably going to be rolling out Kamara and Hunt. Wayne Gallman's been looking good when he's played. Giovanni Bernard's got the, the juice right now too. So I think, and then with your receivers, you got Amari Cooper, Antonio Brown, Jamison Crowder, DJ Chark, and just, man, those are some tough decisions to make every week. So I, to me, to be honest, I think you're in a really good spot there. I don't know if I need to make a trade. Um, to, to I mean, between Connor, DJ Moore, and Kareem Hunt, the best player of the, of them all is Kareem Hunt. Um, so I'm, I'm kind of interested in keeping Kareem Hunt in that situation. So we got um, Garrett Pepin here. We got that one out of the way. So Bob Ross, what's up, Bob Ross? Yo, who do we play at Flex? Christian Kirk, Will Fuller, or Higgins? So Higgins, we're monitoring his illness. He did not practice today, so I'm a little bit hesitant there. I did I did pull up the, the – the, the Texans have a really tough matchup going up against the Patriots here. We were just looking at that. So I'm kind of thinking Christian Kirk right now. I've been telling people to kind of roll with the, the good matchups. The Seattle Seahawks, man, are the worst team against the wide receivers. So I, I really think that you have to continue – like. The Seahawks are at like a historic pace right now for allowing wide receiver points and wide receiver yards. So for me, I think this is going to be Christian Kirk. Uh, and then just to kind of prove it here, Will Fuller going up against the Patriots. They've been playing some really good football. We have to watch and see if Stephon Gilmore is going to play in this one. Uh, but the Patriots have a red matchup here. They're the 12th best against the wide receivers. So I'm a little bit hesitant about Will Fuller. I feel more confident in Christian Kirk. So that's probably where I'm going to be. Uh, falling into Christian Kirk. So yeah, Chris, um, T. Higgins, if, if you guys missed it, he did not practice today. Also players that did not practice with an illness were Clyde Edwards-Alaire, and I believe Daryl Williams also did not practice. So at the moment right now, the only running backs practicing for the Chiefs were, um, who is it, Darwin Thompson and Le'Veon Bell. So a lot of, tomorrow's going to be a really interesting day. So I'm going live again tomorrow at six o'clock. We've been going live for about an hour here. So I think I'm going to sign off here. If anyone's got one more question, I'll hang on real quick for a second. But uh, for the most part, I think we are through here with our week 11 start sit charts. If you guys are new to the channel, subscribe to the YouTube channel. I'm trying to hit 100 subscribers by Thanksgiving. I think that'd be really cool to hit. And uh, I don't know, check out the fantasyfellowship.com. That's where I have all the start sit charts. Really fun Thursday night football game on tonight. For all the people in the chat room, I guess we need Christian Kirk and Kenyon Drake to have a good game tonight or I'm going to be in trouble. So uh, let's see what the Cardinals and Seahawks can do. Should be one of the better Thursday night football games of the season. So again, that's pretty much it uh, for the evening. Thanks for the subscription, Bob Ross. I appreciate it. Um, good luck tonight, everybody. I hope uh, the, the Christian Kirk and the Kenyon Drake are some good calls, but uh, enjoy the game. Have a good night. We'll see you in another video. Peace.